Mindfulness Mode 272. What am I what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And what am I seeing? Because usually when you close your eyes, what you think is what you see. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on today's Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. I am glad and grateful you're here today, Mindful Tribe. If you're brand new, I'm grateful for that too. Thanks for tuning in. We often talk about gratitude here in Mindfulness Mode, and today is Thanksgiving in the United States. I just want to say thanks to all of you, wherever you are, for being a Mindfulness Mode listener. I truly appreciate you. Last time, we talked about mindfulness and intimacy. My guest has helped hundreds of people, including celebrities, to improve the intimacy in their lives. A very interesting episode, I might say. And if you missed that intimacy episode, check out Alana Pratt. And it's at mindfulnessmode.com slash 271. To thank you for listening, I've created a meditation infographic called Calm Your Busy Mind. This free download focuses on breathing, exercise, and mantras. Get your copy at mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. Oh, and after downloading this free infographic, I'll send you a free Mindfulness Mode t-shirt just for asking. All you have to do, send me an email to bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and tell me what you're grateful for this Thanksgiving season. And I'll get that t-shirt out to you, a special Mindfulness Mode t-shirt. So don't forget, send me that email. I love to hear from my listeners and I would love to hear from you. Today, my guest is a member of the U.S. military. How appropriate for Thanksgiving. He's a veteran, and he speaks all over the country about resilience. I met him at an event we were both speaking at, and I knew he would be a terrific guest for Mindfulness Mode. Mindfulness and resilience, a great combo. Relax and enjoy my conversation with my friend Sean Douglas. Hey, Mindful Tribe, we are going to have so much fun today because I have an awesome dude with me today. It's Sean Douglas, and he's the resilience guy. And hey, Sean, are you in mindfulness mode today? Oh, I'm so in mindfulness mode, dude. Whoa, I can tell. And he is so about resilience, like I already said, but I'm going to share you a little bit more. Sean Douglas, in fact, calls himself a master resilience implementer. Now, if that doesn't sound impressive, I don't know what does. He teaches his clients mental, physical, and spiritual resilience skills that empower them to deal with adversity so that they can live epic lives. Sean is also a professional speaker and author with almost 10,000 hours of speaking time. So that's pretty major. And Sean has lived a demanding life in the U.S. Air Force. We're going to talk more about that. He's a veteran of the U.S. Air Force, so that's fascinating. He has a book called Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors. It's awesome to have you here. So what's going on? What does mindfulness mean to you? Uh, Mindfulness is just your ability to be self-aware, to be situationally aware of your surroundings and be fully engaged and fully present in the moment. 
Well, so I know that you've been in the Air Force and you've really done a lot of cool things, but tell me what got you into this space of being into resilience. Uh, in 2008, I tried to take my life. Ooh. There was a lot of things that, that I was dealing with, uh, from childhood, from adulthood. I didn't have certain skills that, that, that other people would have, you know, like social skills and coping skills and, and different things. I, I went through a lot of adversity, but I learned to bury it. I learned to mask my pain and in masking my pain, I never actually dealt with the pain that, that I would either cause or other people would cause me. And how did you mask that pain, Sean? I just put a smile on my face and drank a lot. Okay, so mostly alcohol. Oh, yeah. Alcohol alcohol and a big smile. Yeah, so so people mask pain in three different ways. They they don't deal with it at all, and they bury it deep, and they just go around with a smile, right? Because we all have a fight-or-flight response. So Mm -hmm. either either you fight against it and, and, and you really do well, or... You just fly away and you're like, I'm not going to deal with it. And, and, and people um, start secluding themselves. You know, they, they put up these walls and, and they start f- putting up either physical or mental barriers. And then the second way that people do with it is drugs and alcohol. And that's what I did. I, I got into, into some alcohol and, and kind of, you know, started down that road of, of addiction. And then the third way that people, people mask or deal with pain is they hit it head on with overconfidence, like, oh, nothing's going to touch me and I'm going to, you know, but they're literally breaking down inside. So if you see a super overconfident person, it, it, it might be that, that they're dealing with something and really don't want anybody to know. Uh, yeah. So you got to this point and you said 2008, right? 2008. And, and so then how did you move forward? What, what did you do at that point? Uh, I actually had to reach out and get help. But a lot of people were coming to me to bring me to that to a better place. And so I was reaching out. They were reaching out and we kind of just met in the middle. But was great. What was great was we got rid of the 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 sympathy and there was a lot of empathy going on. Like I had people that were telling me, like, dude, I've been there. I've been there. And they were identifying with me when you take the sympathy out going, oh, well, you know, at least because I teach like accounting blessings class. Like, well, at least you're still breathing. Well, that doesn't right. mean anything. When you're that in, doesn't help. It, it, no, absolutely not. It just shows how disconnected someone is. When someone comes in and says, dude, I've been there. Or, hey, man, I know how you feel because of whatever, right? But, but even if you've never dealt with the pain that I've dealt with, when you say, dude, I feel you, and, and you try to come at me on some level or equal playing field, you get a better response. So there were people that were trying to help me. There were people that were against me, wanted to kick me out of the military, like, ah, see you later, you know, go away. But as I was reaching out, I was learning, like, I've got talents and abilities and skills that that could help me. And so I learned and I started growing and I started getting into professional development. It's like, I love this. And the first book I ever read was The Power of Positive Thinking uh, by Norman Vincent there's a middle name in there somewhere. Norman Vincent's what I remember, but it's right, the right. power of positive uh, thinking. And, and there's a little bit of mindfulness to that, but but it's the positive thinking that, that oh, well, at least isn't in there. It's, it's hunting the good stuff in every situation, and you definitely need mindfulness for that. So I didn't even realize that I was developing mindfulness throughout all of the professional and personal development. And how long did this take you until you got to a place where you were starting to feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm feeling grounded. I can, I can move forward. I would say it happened in two, at the, you know, Christmas Eve of 2008. 
I became a drill instructor in 2009. I started really becoming comfortable with myself probably 2010. So probably like a year and a half, two years later, year I started becoming confident. Yeah. But it's a battle. I struggle every day with things. I still struggle with self-defeating behaviors. I still struggle. Like I'm not a success story. You know, I still battle with things. You know, I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke. I don't do any of the, any of that stuff. But, but I sometimes get in my own head. I was like, I'm not good enough. I was redoing my website yesterday. Literally yesterday, I was redoing my website. I was like, I'm not good at this. Like, oh, I'm just so frustrated. And I'm like, wait, like, what am I doing? Like, and I literally had to do a mindfulness, like right there. Like, I just cleared my mind and just and just meditated for a second. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm visualizing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then by three o'clock in the morning, I was done. <laughs> so you just you just stuck with it. And so what different forms of meditation do you follow? So there's there's two. I don't know if anybody's heard of Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning community, but I definitely do do Hal Elrod and the Savers and Charms. If you don't know yeah. what Savers are, you know there's there's affirmations, there's visualizations, there's you know, and different things that you know there's scribing. There, you know, uh, the, my favorite one that I do besides the Headspace app, which is a great mm -hmm. app, great, great great app. It's called Headspace. Yeah, it really is awesome. I love it. It's called the Five Justs. So the Five Justs that you do is, so they're about, a, they're about a minute or two minutes, depending on what you do, but here's what you do. So their five just are, number one, you just close your eyes. Just close your eyes, just for a second, just close your eyes. And just, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I seeing? Because just because you close your eyes, you'll see something. You'll, you'll see visions, you'll see people, you'll see, what am I going to do today? Like, what is it? So what am I, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And what am I seeing? Cause usually when you close your eyes, what you think is what you see. Right. So I do that for about a minute or two, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, what am I feeling? Like what kind of unbalanced thoughts do I have? And then what I do is I just write, I write it all down. So you have to journal. Mindfulness is about journaling too. It's not just closing your eyes and doing a home like that. It, it's <laughs> journaling. It's thinking. Yes. It's, it's becoming aware. So journal. So write it down. Mm -hmm. Write down what you thought. Write down what you felt. Write down what you, what you see. Right? So after you write that down, then what I want you to do is I want you to just smile. Just smile about that. Just accept the thoughts. Because there's two things in life that you can't get mad at. Things you can change and things you can't change. Those are two things that you can never get mad at. If you can change it, change it. If you don't, you have to practice acceptance, which is part of mindfulness, accepting the thoughts. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to think that. I don't want to think that. I don't want to think. Accept the thoughts. And so what I do is I just smile. And I, and I look at what I wrote, and I look at my life, and I look around, and I'm like, yeah. And that's gratitude. And it's gratitude, developing an attitude of gratitude. And then – the, the fourth just that I do is, is I just move. Ah. I just move. Like I do push-ups for a minute. I do whatever, run in place. Like I just move around. I don't care if you have a level 10 dance party, you know, but the other, the fifth just is just listen. Just listen to things around you. Listen to motivational music. Listen to yourself. Write out affirmations. Don't just say, because a lot of people just say things but they don't hear themselves say those things. Right, it doesn't really mean anything. Right, so listen to what you're saying. If you have to slow it down, slow it down, but listen to what you're saying. Like, I am 
awesome and really take that in. But listen to something every morning. I listen to something motivational. I listen to something um, like the birds around me in the spring because everybody notices when it's spring you hear birds. So For sure. Yeah, those are my five justs that I do. And, and there's different about, variations, but those are what I do. What about nature? Do you like to get out into nature then? You talked about birds. <laughs> you talked about noticing that. Tell me about that. Yes and no. I do like, I like to get out in, in nature. Um, if there's, let's say there's a nice kind of pond kind of, you know, yeah. openness or whatever. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not a great hiker. My love, my, my wife loves hiking. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not me. I don't like getting out into woods with a lot of mosquitoes and other, like I just get really mad and irritated. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and so I yeah. do a lot of mindfulness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, a ton of it. Huh? I know these mosquitoes love me, but you know, but there are things that like we get out in nature, we'll, we'll, you know, you go on walks or, you know, sometimes around the neighborhood or, um, uh, you know, you sit out on your back porch and you kind of just watch like the trees and, you know, um, I, I do like to get out, you know, like fishing and doing some different things, but um, but it just depends, you know, and, and we kind of go back and forth what my life, uh, my, my wife likes what I like. So I, I, I do. So when you were in the military, did you ever experience bullying? Did you ever see it? Oh, was man. there ever, <laughs> was there ever a time when, you know, looking back, you thought, geez, mindfulness would have been something that could have helped with that. Do you have a story about this? Um, I want to, I want to preface this by saying that hazing is illegal in the military. Mm. And then uh, I will definitely say that there is bullying in the military because we are the best of the best. We are the top 1% of the population that, that serves. Just mm. that's, that's fact. It's not me being egotistical or bullheaded. I'm just saying that military members are the top 1% of everybody in the country or in the world, you know, whatever, U.S. population, whatever you want to look at it. So there's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, a, like, I am a type, a plus, 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 plus type personality. <laughs> like I'm, I will, I literally tell people, even in my talks, like I'm a nice guy and I'm talking, I, but I tell people like, if you get in my way of what I want and what I'm trying to strive in life, I will bulldoze you down. Mm-hmm. Like I will, I will run you over in this life because the only people that are going to stop me from achieving what I want is myself and my immediate family, my wife and kids. Like I tell my mom the same thing. I was like, mom, if you get in my way. Like metaphorically, never, never physically, but metaphorically, like I will bodoze you down. Like I will go around you. I'll go through you. I will go over you, under you. Like I will achieve my, my goals and my BHAGs. Like nothing's going to stop me. So I definitely think that mindfulness does and will forever play a part in that. Right. Because I think mindfulness on, on a caveat is emotional intelligence. Like you can be mindful of, of your situation, but you also have to be emotionally intelligent. Like you can be emotionally intelligent and not mindful. You're just yeah, for smart. Sure. You're yeah. just smart. You're like, Oh yeah. Emotional intelligence. Oh, I know this. And I know this. Like, you can be smart, but when you're mindful, you, you have mastered the art of mindfulness. You've, you, you've taken in a sense of emotional intelligence because it's knowing how you feel. It's knowing how other people feel and that situational awareness. So stop. Do you have a specific story that you can tell us? Oh man. Uh, I got a couple. <laughs> okay. I mean, let's hear them. I got to hear this. Literally, literally of bullying. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm a maintainer on the F-15 and some things that we do are funny. Uh-huh. So, so we think like uh-huh. we will take brand new airmen. 
who are E1s, E2s, E3s, E4s. And we will say, hey, uh, you're new to the maintainer world. And we we eat our own. Like, we literally will eat our own. Like, if you mess up, we will eat you alive. If you do anything stupid, we will eat you alive. Like, we really discipline our own. We eat our own. We don't like anybody from other agencies. We don't like any. Like, if you're not a maintainer, a crew chief, a weapons guy, a specialist, like, if you're not working on aircraft, get out of here. Like, you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like we, mm-hmm. we're yep. really tight knit. Like we're a brother and sisterhood and right. we treat it as that. So when you have outside people coming in, like get, like you're not like, this is our family. Like, like we will defend you forever, but we will pick on you like brothers and sisters. Okay. And so what we do is we'll take young airmen and go, Hey man, we have this crack in the intake of the airplane. We just found it. And, uh, and we need you to come kind of, kind of look and see what, see what we see so that you can learn. And when we pull back the intake cover, we have found the biggest, hairiest, naked butthole on the flight line and put it in the intake so that when you pull that cover back, all you see is that big old hairy crack in the intake. You know, <laughs> some people are like, oh, it could be sexual assault. It could be all right, whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people get mad. People get mad. Um, NDI is, is, is an agency that that specializes in in x-raying aircraft to find bits and pieces of metal that have been lost or uh you know they burn oil to see if there's any metal deposits inside of the oil for the engines um it's just a non-destructive inspection what it is it's basically what it stands for right and so what we'll do is we'll take the the young guys with the steel toe boots it's like oh did you get your boots ndi'd make sure there's no cracks in your boots because what they check for is a x-ray an airplane to see if there's a crack over the intake or crack somewhere in the wing or that's what they do is they x-ray the airplane. And so they're like, no, I, I was like, Oh man, you, you gotta, you gotta x-ray your boots. You gotta go to NDI. You get an x-ray. So they run them through a machine, like at the airport. Right. The guys like, Ooh, Ooh, there, there might be a hairline fracture in one of your boots. You need to go to metals tech, but you can't wear the boots because they're cracked. We don't want to hurt your feet. So now right. they're walking barefoot in okay. their socks with a big old pink tag on their boot. Like they're holding boots. Uh huh. And they have to go next door. And it was like, oh, geez, here we go. And we've already made like arrangements ahead of time. Yeah. So yeah. he goes the next one. He's like, metal stack. He's like, yeah, I have an NDI said I have a hairline cracker. Like, ooh, well, let's see if we can repair it. They take it in the back. And you can hear him talking. We're like, we got to wait, man. We got to wait. So they're literally back there just like, oh, geez. So they wait a couple of minutes. They come back. They're like, yeah, you got to go back to NDI. Uh, we've, we've done a little repair. And they'll take like a scribe and like mark your boot. You know, to where like you see like they've done something, but they're like mark your boot, you know, yeah. and they're like, all right, go back to NDI. And so they go back to NDI and then now you have a pink and a purple tag. So okay. you got these tags. Like, oh, I got to re-NDI it. So they put it through the machine again. It was like, mm, you might have to go over here to initial issue and try to get another boot because this isn't. What... And so we've done this for like two hours. And this poor guy is like, oh, geez. <laughs> and one of the guys started crying one time. He's like, this is ridiculous. I didn't join. The... This is hazy. I was like, oh, geez. Uh, or you stand behind an aircraft and you take a plastic bag and you guys and so we need to get an an exhaust sample you get an exhaust sample well what happens when a big aircraft starts its motors a lot of air comes out so you have a guy with glasses gloves and a trash bag and as soon as he starts the engines gone the guy gets blown over and you know, so we, we definitely, but but it's like an initiation. One guy right. um, in one unit was like, when you're a new airman, you have to he, you have to eat a habanero pepper. Oh, okay. You know, which which, those are hot. Those are very hot. <laughs> so they stopped doing that because one guy got sick, and uh-huh. then uh, was gonna go to the to the commander, and it was it was ugly. 
so there's definitely not, we, you know, we wouldn't call it hazing, but initiations and, but it's a military thing, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. but I think that mindfulness does play a part because you have to know who to do it to, who's going to be cool with it, who's going to play along and who's going to get really sensitive and really upset. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, as we move toward the end of the interview, I want to ask you uh, five quick answer questions. And the first one is, yep. is this, who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness in your life, Sean? Oh, that's Juliana Ray. Juliana Ray, uh, I met her at the One Life Fully Lived conference. Okay. And Juliana Ray is a mindfulness expert and her business is called Unified Mindfulness. Right. She has opened my mind to so many different things. I mean, I thought I kind of had it down and, but there's like, I know very little compared to the 20, 25 years of mindfulness research and everything that she's done. Oh my gosh. I mean, she is probably the smartest person I know that practices mindfulness and speaks about it and has a business about it. I mean, it, it, her life revolves around it. She is amazing woman. All right. Well, I'll put that in our show notes. I want to ask you this. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? You talked about before how you pushed them down and used alcohol. What about now? I can, I I know when I start getting anxious, when I start getting scared, when I start getting happy, when I start, like, I feel the emotions more than I'm so mad, you know, like, yeah, like I, I literally feel those emotions. And I know when that's coming up, when I know I'm getting mad, I can feel myself. I'm more in tune with my body. So tell me how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Oh, it's huge. Oh, that's huge. You know, when I smoked, I used to say that smoking was a stress reliever, you Uh, know, because what what do they tell you? What do they tell you in in stress relieving class? You know, like go take a 10 second break, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. But you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm smoking, but you see people pissed off power smoke. Like, you know, you're right. breathing, yeah. but, but it, it's, it's so important. It's so incredibly important because the more oxygen you get to your brain and, you know, so there's a lot of science behind the breathing techniques. Yeah, there really is. Now, uh, could you recommend a book related to mindfulness? Mm. Um, so there's one book that I absolutely love called The Happiness Advantage oh, yes. by Sean Atcher. It's a great yeah. book. Yeah, oh, it's a great it is. Book. Uh, the Power of Positive Thinking was one of the first books that I ever read. It's Norman Norman Vincent Peale, I think is his name. I cannot remember, but it's it's Norman yeah. Vincent, and then I think it is, P-E-E-L-E, uh, yeah. The Power of Positive Thinking. Uh, I actually have a huge bookshelf. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess another one would be, um, what is that book? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll do Miracle Morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would recommend Miracle Morning. Um, well, it's there is awesome. another book. I forgot what the emotional intelligence book is, but if you could pick up any emotional intelligence book, um, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, you already talked about Headspace. How long have you been using Headspace? When did you discover it? I think it came out in 2015. I think it came out in 2015, or it really became mainstream in 2015, but that's, that's the app I use. And there's like a couple one minute ones on there. There are a couple two minute, three minute there's, and then you have to pay for like the 10 and 12 and 15 minute ones. 
but it's cool. You get like a woman, you get a guy, you get British voices, regular voices. You give like there's a couple different ones, but but it's really cool. It's got music on there, and it says you know feel your feet on the floor, feel your butt in the chair, or, or put your arms and 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 tense up your body, and then relax and breathe in and hold it for five, and and it really gives you kind of a lot of variations of the same mindfulness technique. And there's a ton. Oh my God, I could talk for hours, the ton of techniques that there are. But that's that's a great app for on the go. So Sean, is mindfulness becoming more common in the military? Oh, how, do, yeah. how does it go when you talk to some of your friends in the military? Do some of them think that's kind of a bit weird that you're so into mindfulness or what? It's definitely woo-woo. Yeah. You know what I mean? We call like, yeah. it's be, and that's becoming a more popular phrase too. With like woo-woo, like, that's woo-woo stuff, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you know. But when Time Magazine puts it on the front cover and says, this is the new hotness, guess yes. who takes notice? The yeah. military. Right. I've been teaching mindfulness techniques and, and been a resilience trainer and implementer since 2014. We were doing mindfulness before it was mainstream, before before I knew anybody was doing mindfulness. I mean, that was what we were, I, we were teaching mindfulness to our military members. Today, I don't know too many people that don't know about it mm-hmm. or are not practicing. There's some people like breathe in, like got to breathe. And, and we talk about mindfulness all the time in the military. We talk about, you know, you got to be mindful of, you know, be situationally aware. I mean, that's like a huge deal. But when Time Magazine comes out on the front cover and says mindfulness is the new hotness, you know, yeah. or whatever it said, yeah. you know, you yeah. take notice and you start yeah, doing sure. it. And I'm telling yeah. you in the next year or two, by 2019, mindfulness is going to become massively popular. Yeah, well, it's already very popular. You're absolutely right. Sean, have you ever worked with a client about resilience and mindfulness and you just couldn't get anywhere? You just couldn't move forward. Tell us about that. Okay, so you have to know the self-defeating behaviors first. The the number two most common self-defeating behavior is you compare yourself to somebody else's journey. Okay. Like, 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 how come I'm not as good as a podcaster as Bruce? Like, wh- how come his show is more successful? I looked you up before the show. Yeah. Two days ago, you were number 58 on the top 200 iTunes podcasts. You're mm. number 58. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm not even on there. I'm like, well, well, come on. Like, what's going on? I didn't do that. I was like, oh, good for Bruce. Like, that's awesome. Now, how can I replicate success? Right. If we compare ourselves, that's a surefire way for us to destroy our own success path, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a surefire way to get discouraged in what we want to accomplish. So comparing yourself, your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20 is just ridiculous and everybody does it. How come they're better than me? How come they're so far along? How come they're getting tens of thousands for speaking? How come that? Because I've been doing it for 20 years. Like wait till you get to 20 and then compare, compare your 20 year journey to somebody else's 20 year journey, not your journey. Number one year to somebody else's 10 year. Like that's just crazy. And then the first foremost, number one self-defeating behavior in the world is you count other people's blessings. Hmm. How come they have money? How come Instead they have of your cars? own? How come? Right. And so when you count other people's blessings, you miss the blessings in your own life. And so the client that I was working with, I told her, I was like, I was like, look, look what you did. I told you to do X, Y, Z, and you'll sign at least two clients. She signed two clients. She talked to like six or seven or eight and got two. I was like, look at your percentages. Like it's all a numbers game. Oh no, I should be doing way more. I'm like, you're right. You're right. But you got two. Absolutely. Be, be, yeah. be grateful that you and you had Look two at successful that. clients. 
For sure. Two successful people that, that, that you now have that you're working with. Like you got two more people out of six or seven leads. You got two, like that's huge. Most people get 10 or 20 and get five or four or three, you yeah, know? Right. And or that's zero. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like over and over. You're like, I'm not good enough. And I'm like, okay, here's your homework. I want you to do this and then send it to me. Okay. And the guy was like, I can't do this. It's too hard. I'm like, you're 40 years old. Like what? Like, ugh. Come on. Well, this like, is it. There are 75 year olds that are getting out there and just moving, 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 making things happen. All kinds of them. Yeah. I am a terrible coach, but an amazing consultant because I am nobody's therapist. And I literally do not have time to hear people's sob stories about why you can't do that. I don't day trade excuses. Okay. That's not what I do. I so when somebody's results. wimpy, can you be direct? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a former drill instructor. Like I will tell you exactly what I think. Like I, if you don't want to work with me, that's fine. I already have your money. You know what I mean? Like you've already paid me and I've told you well in advance what to expect. Like I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm going to be your number one cheerleader. I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you exactly. I don't say, Oh, you have to develop this. See ya. Like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. I literally like, Put the letter here, write that. Like I literally write your copy. I do, I do everything for you and then I give it to you and I say implement and then I tell you how to implement it. But she just, it, she just wasn't having it. And then yeah. after two months of doing it, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Like I, she goes, yeah, I think we're done. I'm like, yeah, I think we're done. Like we just came to that conclusion. She goes, I just, I need to focus on, I'm like, you need to focus on you and not business stuff and life stuff and you know, whatever. And then her son messaged me. He's like, would you coach me? <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. So but it was oh, wow. funny how it worked out. I coached him for a month and it was great. You know, he yeah. did well. Well, I think your clients are very fortunate because they don't have somebody that's beating around the bush. They don't have somebody that's pretending. They don't have somebody that's just trying to make them feel good all the time. They have somebody that's being honest and straightforward yeah. and direct. And I think that's what we need more of in the world. You know, just honesty and I coach, straight I up. I coach good, bad, good. That's how I. That's how I do. I coach good, bad, good. I was like, this is what I see. Good. This is what's great. This is what's what. This is where you're sucking. This mm-hmm. is like, I'm. I'm. This is not good. And I don't be yeah. like. And I don't. You know, belittle them or I don't. You know, like, oh, you suck and you're so stupid. Like I can't believe you can't figure this out. Like, but I tell yeah. them, yeah, that's that copy's not not great. Like I wouldn't write that. Here's what I would do instead. And well, here's what I think. And here's what, you know, and, and you can bump it against other industry experts. I always refer them to somebody too. Like, if you don't believe me, just ask this person. And then they come back and say, yeah, you're right. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you don't believe me, you know, and then I end it with a good, I was like, but, but you can do this and you're amazing and, and, and just do X, Y, Z and you're going to rock this thing. And I always leave them on a high note. So I always do good, bad, good coaching. Well, wow. That's, that's awesome. It really is. And I think it's fantastic how you're, how you're helping your clients. When did you start this? When did you retire from the military and then move into this work? Oh no, I'm still serving. Oh, you still are. I'm still serving. I retire in November of 2021. 2021. Okay. So this is my side business, my side hustle, if you will. Okay. Um, But it's my passion project. Okay. And and I'm at a, I'm at a, a moment in my career where I'm not working 12 and 14 and 16 hours a day. I see. You know, early on in your career, I mean, you work a ton, but your workload gets, it doesn't get easier, but it becomes different. But the Mm -hmm. hours that you work start to become less because you don't need to be all the time. Of course. You just set things in motion. And so I give it to those, to those airmen, you know, who, who are brand new and they have people who work for them and, and I don't have to be there all the time, but I'm just in a job that, or a position that allows me some freedom to do what I want to do. And, and I'm so great. blessed and fortunate to do that. But in 2014, after being a drill instructor from 09 to 13, 
I became a master resiliency trainer, master resilience implementer, and a suicide awareness trainer for the Air Force. That moment in 2014 was a game changer for me. Not only was I already speaking and, and, and training and everything at high schools and colleges and in the military, but it gave me another avenue of skill sets that, I mean, we're already talking about goals in the military. We already talking about some other things, but these 11 skill sets that I teach as a, as a, as an implementer unlocked so many more doors that I could have ever imagined. I've got one skill set out of 11. That's mindfulness. I've got another one. That's just goal setting. I've got another, and, and we, and we cultivate these skills into a resilience boot camp, and, and people love it. So 2014 was the, was that year, that pivotal moment. And in 2015, I said, I'm taking my act on the road. I'm going to make this a thing. So the end of 2015, um, right around this time, 2015, I started researching, researching, researching. How do I do this? How to build a speaking business? So in 2016, I launched my speaking business, the success core. And that's my speaking and training and, and mentoring performance enhancement expert instead of coach. Well, way to go. It's really impressive what you've accomplished. It really is. Thank you. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Sean. So thanks so much for that. And uh, yeah, how can we reach out to you and learn more about about what you've done? Like, yeah. Just, yeah so, we want to get on that website. So just repeat that again for us. Sure. So my website is the Success Core, and Core is spelled C-O-R-P-S. Right. So one thing about being mindful is when you're building things, make sure that you can actually like spell the words and yeah, I don't know people like core, C-O-R-E. Yeah. No, 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 no. Core, like C-O-R-P-S. I had people go C-O-R-S. And I one time was waiting for like email for like payments and stuff and right. people kept emailing the wrong email address and I never got it. Right. So I missed out on a bunch of stuff. But uh, yeah, C-O-R-P-S, like Marine Corps. Right. So thesuccesscore.com. The you can look me up there. I'm all over Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash the success core or facebook.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, Sean Douglas Speaks. And I'm on LinkedIn. Look me up on LinkedIn. I'm not hard to find. I'd love to talk to anybody. Awesome, Sean. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and keep up the great work. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blessing. Thank you. Okay, take care. Yeah, bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.